Most Americans already knew the current state of the union, and it wasn't, it isn't, very pretty. The Biden administration policies have created uh, discourse, at the very least disaster in some cases. Our guest on the Crosstalk on WICM from the Tea Party Patriots, Jenny Beth Martin. JB, good morning. Thanks for talking with us. Good morning. It's so good to be with you, Mike. Everybody who uh, remains a Trump hater can explain away as not tr- uh, uh, not Biden's fault any of the issues you bring up that make America less than it was. It, it, it is um, true that that is happening. It's, it is crazy that um, they want to explain away everything that Biden does. The fact that our country is weaker now than it was before Biden became president. We have uh, growing inflation, and we see it every single day when we are at the pump. We've seen that Russia has invaded Ukraine. That did not happen under President um, under President Bush, and in fact, Russia didn't—I'm sorry—did not happen under President Trump. And in fact, it did, Russia did not even make attempts to do that under President Trump. Yet he did with Biden and Obama and um, President Bush. So, it—we it, are just seeing his, Biden's failed leadership right now. And sadly, there are many people who are blinded by their hatred for Trump and don't want to acknowledge the fact that that. We have a weaker country now with Biden's failed presidency. Lots of people will say that uh, Biden has no control over gas prices. So stop blaming him for high gas prices. But it doesn't seem other than begging OPEC to to pump more oil that he has an answer for it, even relieving the federal excise tax, because everybody knows that would be an immediate uh, uh, help. Drill opening, drilling and, and refining and so forth will be a down-the-road kind of help, but people want to get relief from $5 a gallon right now. Isn't that something that Biden could, in fact, do to help America? Absolutely, it's something he could do. And, in fact, one of the first things he did as president was sign an executive order to stop the the drilling and the work with key, the Keystone Pipeline. He has directly contributed to the increased gas prices, and he did this as one of his first acts as as president. He he has options available to him right now that he could take, and he he won't take those. And and he he won't do that to relieve. Um, the the pressure that we feel as we're buying gas at the tank right now today, but also he won't do what is needed to really put the pressure on on Russia to to have meaningful sanctions for them, not just not selling their vodka. I'm sure there they, there are a lot of Russian vodka sales, but stopping the the sale of Russian oil would would truly impact them in a way in a way that is is much more meaningful than stopping vodka sales. I heard a couple of political scientists uh, talking yesterday in a talk show host uh, and actually said out loud, I'm really not familiar with how much oil the United States is importing from Russia right now, but it can't be that much. And I'm pretty sure they did know exactly how much, uh, but were afraid to say more than 950,000 barrels a day the United States is buying from Russia. Why can't the United States get its oil from somebody else? Um, We could get the oil from us. We could get the oil from America when when 
Trump was president, we were um, exporting more oil than we were importing. And um, we were independent, energy independent. We need to be that way again. And we could be that way again. But President Biden has opted not to to take actions to to do that. In fact, he, as I just said, he took the actions against that. So it, it is maddening to know that there are things that Biden has done directly um, undid what President Trump did. And those actions Biden ta- has taken have harmed the middle class. And, it, and it, it's reprehensible to do that to people who were already struggling because of of the demands from the lockdowns due to COVID. Well, and it's interesting that uh, uh, President Biden Uh, of two of his main goals when he first took office was to defund the police because police are horrible and uh, and stop keeping kids in cages at the border Uh, and now suddenly now that he's president a year in he is going to fund the police and uh, do a better job keeping immigrants uh, illegal immigrants out of the united states when that wasn't a problem when he took office until he stopped uh, all of Trump's efforts. Uh, but but he doesn't get any of that on him because uh, the Democrat business or, uh, media doesn't want to talk about the way things were. That, that is um, exactly correct. And it is interesting to see that he now wants to fund the police and take care of the police. It's good. That's good. Um it is very, very important that we do that. And I'm sure that the results of the um, off-year elections in 2021 help play into that. In Seattle, Washington, a Republican was elected as a city attorney, and she was running against a police abolitionist and a Republican one in deep, deep, deep blue Seattle. And even in Minneapolis, where voters were given the option to replace the police, they chose not to do that. Minneapolis was where George Floyd was killed killed by police. So um, even in places that are deep blue and very liberal, they understand we need police. So it's good that Biden finally gets that. Um, But if you've been a victim of the increased crime that's happening around our country, especially in the major cities that have these liberal agendas, uh, the fact that he wants to fund police now may be a little too late for for you. Yeah, well, Minneapolis is just a couple hours north of where I live, and uh, that was a great place to go for a weekend away. I've got friends that live in Minneapolis and say, don't come here for a fun weekend. Two things. There's no fun here because after dark, it's super scary. That's why there are police cars staged all along the, the hangouts, because the people that are hanging out now are not the ones that you want to be around. Jenny Beth Martin, thank you very much for talking with us this morning. Of course, we'll do it again. Hi, I'm Ken Cooper, host of the podcast Around River City. I've got an invitation for you to listen in to my conversations with the people that make it so cool to live in and around River City. Subscribe at AroundRiverCity.com or anywhere you get your podcasts.